This episode of Dying Alone Together is brought to you exclusively by Satisfyer. environment or anything like like with a bunch of straight people mm-hmm. like they all date each other yeah I've, yeah i've made that observation before yeah it's wild to me welcome back everybody to today's episode of dying alone together i am of course jack tracy my name's jj bozeman and uh we're gonna open up today's um podcast talking about our our personal policies etiquette or experiences in dating people you work with mm-hmm. now jj you said your very first boyfriend was someone you worked with for yeah. what's what's that i worked for two years at an arcade whenever i was a teenager lovely yeah and so my boyfriend uh at the time was uh, a co-worker of mine he had been working there longer than i had and so the other thing is that my brother got me the job so my brother knew this person first and he felt a little bit of reservation about oh my gosh you're gonna date my friend that's super weird Um, but it was, it was my first boyfriend and very in the vein of a first boyfriend was kind of a, you know, young person trying out romance and seeing what it's about. Did your boyfriend know that the friend was gay before he expressed interest in you? Sorry, did did your, sorry, wrong word. Did your brother know that the guy was gay before he showed interest in you? Yeah, totally. Okay. Totally out and, um, every, yeah, it wasn't like a surprise. It wasn't a huge shocker I guess like we were all we would all hang out too like I it was the first time that I made friends with my brother's friends and we had a mutual circle and so we would all go to someone's apartment to watch Walking Dead or something and all kind of hang out and go like grab Waffle House after work and stuff like it was like a a circle that everyone can kind of make observations of who's hanging out a little bit or who's kind of like flirty or whatever and it wasn't a surprise I don't think for anybody whenever like yeah we're gonna you know go see a movie just us and date a little bit and stuff and interesting yeah but also a little awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Especially, it made it weird at work. It made it. Well, I mean, at first it was great at work. Like I had a, I had like a boo thing to escape with during breaks and stuff and kind of like go be cute and, and naughty maybe and stuff and mm-hmm. make out and laser tag or something. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. And then of course, as young love does, it, it has its ups and downs. And then uh, moments of awkwardness between us, of course, also followed us into work sometimes. And leaving your personal life at home whenever you go to work is something that people talk about and that it's important to get the job done. But whenever your boyfriend or ex-boyfriend is at work with you, I don't know, that's your life kind of literally being there still. Yeah. I have a hard policy against dating anybody, anybody I work with in any capacity at all, whether we're Equals, certainly, if he is a subordinate mm-hmm. um, or even just more junior in the in the structure. So most of my jobs have been law or business, some retail, and then, of course, you know, mounting these productions. It's only really come up with respect to um, the necessary outlet and, like, mm-hmm. the productions because most of the gay people I've worked with in office settings is 
we're not. Yeah, it's a hard rule. Well, it's not. It's all. It's not even that. It's just like I've never like had a coworker that I was any in any way interested. Oh, in. maybe it's the personality type. Maybe you're more maybe like uh, attracted to other creatives or people excited about creating things. Yes. Cool. And and also just a lot more. It seems like like on a set, it's just not as rigid. Mm-hmm. Like people will openly flirt with each other. In a way that would not happen if, like, you're working on a case together. Like, oh, sure. You know, it's just, it's, it was just very unique. It was a unique experience to, like, have, let's say, a background dancer that uh, is working for me just slip into my DMs at one point, like, mm-hmm. between rehearsals. You know, it's like, uh Right. Uh-huh. Right. That is something. I, but the other thing about, like, openly flirting on a set, too, I feel like this is, it's important to kind of clarify because uh, like the line between flirting and also just like gassing up your friend or kind of like supporting this person that's like dancing or whatever, like there's a line whenever someone's like, oh my gosh, you look so great doing that or whatever. Like, is that cute or is that kind of like flirty? Like there's always a... I mean, I could see, I mean, I think that's all in delivery. Right. In context. No, no, no. I mean like... Um, Sliding into DMs and be like, hey, yeah. I want to I wanna like hang out. Yeah, me. we should hang out after the shoot. Right. Picture of my dick. Winky face. Yeah. Oh, dick, dick. Yeah, yeah like no, awkward. like like not like clear. Okay, like, cl- got it, got it, got it. Clear, got it, got it, got it. no confusion, no light, like right. just like not someone who wants words. to like hang out or hang around. That has happened uh, a multitude of times. Yeah, and you mentioned that like in in especially in law, you wouldn't entertain the idea, especially if there's like a, a you know more junior person that is interested or whatever. I wouldn't. Yes. Um. Certainly, oh, when yeah. I was a summer associate at a law firm. Um, I watched many of my fellow summer associates, second year law students, mm-hmm. um, get in cabs with married partner men at the end of the night. Mm. Uh, that was just normal and regular. Interesting. And then anybody who didn't do that went with the other partners to the strip club. Damn. That was normal. Damn, damn, damn. I went home. Um, but I always found the whole thing gross and disgusting. Um, but I just, I never want... So in, in terms of when it's presented itself as an opportunity to me, yeah, which is usually it is my project mm-hmm. for which I have hired people and am paying people to perform roles. Yeah. Even if I'm interested in one of these people we've met and I like uh, someone is kind of interesting to me or I, there's a flirtation or I, I get a kind of a crush on them. If you are currently in my employ. Right. Absolutely not. Okay. Like won't even won't even entertain it. Won't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So it came up recently. We did a music video earlier this year, and my love interest was very very flirty with me in before we even got on set. Oh. In like Instagram okay. stuff, and nothing like explicit, but definitely like there was there was a flirtation. Sure. And I would just uh, all I said was because he was just coming for a day and doing a day thing, and I was like, uh, "You sir can flirt with me on I said like the date on January 26th. Okay. Like the day at, the day after you leave set and I have paid you and nice. you've walked off and you're done, flirt with me all you want. Interesting. Um because I never want someone to get the impression like I don't want to ever be cast as sort of the like lecherous like cuz I've dealt with them, like the lecherous yeah. like creator who's like come be in my show right. and then let's go upstairs maybe. Like, yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be that. The transaction of like it's also I mean well what does that make you feel? So say that they're, you know, a date that they're not employed by you anymore and then the door's kind of open and yes. things are fine. But does that stifle future prospects of working with them again? Okay. So <laughs> so this guy, this guy was, and I was very interested. Uh, and then like the day came mm-hmm. 
where he was done with the project and I flirted with a little bit with him like on Inst- like I messaged him on Instagram and he just never spoke to me again. Oh. He just completely ghosted me. So maybe he just wanted maybe the the fun was getting you to flirt. Maybe I don't know what it was, but it was almost just like, oh, well now that now that the pro- or was it just like ingratiating himself like with the project? Yeah. And it was just like now that the project's over like, oh, this isn't funny anymore. Now I'm interested. I'm on to something else now. It was just weird that that and I even like I messaged him much later, and I, but he he posted on Instagram like some like he's a comic, so he posted something about like oh guys in New York ghosting blah 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 blah, and I like I like responded to him. I was like the way you ghosted me, right right right. You're he's subtweeting like, yourself. He was like I never I never ghosted you. I'm like mm, you absolutely did, and oh. then he blocked me. Um, oh, so yeah, okay, whatever. Interesting. Um, now to your point. Uh huh. Uh-oh. I think he muted me. I don't think he blocked me. I think he muted me. Um, that to your point, mm-hmm. there was a guy in another music video who I was interested in. And again, my rule, if you're working for me, no. Yeah. Because I don't want you to feel like you have to. No, of course. Because I'm, I'm holding a paycheck. Yeah. So we're done. Okay. It's over. Yeah. I send like a message, like he, he sends a message to me, I had so much fun today, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I send a message saying, this was really great. Um, uh, but I have to tell you, I think you're really cute and really nice. Um, if you'd like to go on a date, if you'd like to hang out sometime, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we can uh, uh, keep it purely professional. Uh, no hard feelings. Okay. And he wrote back, purely professional, please. Okay. And I'll never hire him again. <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> I just feel slighted. It's just like, oh, okay. Like, I can't help it. Like, I don't want to, I mean, no, I shouldn't say that. Maybe I will one day. Yeah, maybe now you have to. No, I know. I gotta have to. But no, but that thought occurred as soon as it has. I even, you know, I know I said what I thought the right thing should be. It was like, you can be totally cool. Yeah. And when I was rejected, my brain went, fuck this guy. Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) You're observing the emotional reaction. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a third party perspective on it, too. And kind of, uh, you know, unpack it a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is, that's also human. And it also is kind of like a, you know, that's, that is why it's messy in the first place. That's why yeah. people warn you about it. Like just kind of getting emotions involved with, with people that you collaborate with or, uh, you know, are on a team with, I am an advocate for, this is just, I don't know, this is kind of tangential, but I, um, I haven't had a day job in like over a year, which is crazy to think about. But uh, whenever I was working at a restaurant most recently, a year ago, I definitely would be bored enough at work working at a restaurant that I decided to have a work crush, like sort of actively in my head. Like, who's the who would I like to kind of flirt with here? And I'm, I was a server and a, a runner at a restaurant. So mm-hmm. like I didn't really have power exactly. So there wasn't like a, yeah. there was no, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel like there was any boundary. And also I didn't really pursue it. I just kind of let it be my little game in my head or whatever. Kind of like I, there was a guy that was kind of cute and I think I just let myself, you know, imagine like, Oh my gosh, his, I like when he talks to me, what if he, uh, what if he likes me? That'd be fun. And I just kind of would think that, mm-hmm. but I clocked that I'm just really bored at work and I'm just like, I just kind of need a little bit of a thing to do. It reminds me that it's, I'm just thinking that uh, Wayne's world quote where he's like, he's like, I once thought I had mono. It just turned out I was really bored. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. You're just like, I thought I liked him. I'm just bored. <laughs> well, that's a thing that people can say sometimes. Like sometimes the a relationship is just someone having something to do, you know, like that's unfortunate. Oof. But um, that's more real. This is me at work, 
just being like, oh, there's that boy again. <laughs> like just kind of like, you know, something to give me any stimulation at work that isn't just like, oh, this is such a drag. Yeah, uh, I've uh, no, I've never done that. Um, <laughs> so we did have this concept at a law firm I worked at called. Um, so the law firm's name was Scadden and is Scadden, and we we had this concept of Scad Cute, which oh. was that because we all worked twenty four hours a day, seven days a week for eternity, mm-hmm. uh, and the only people we saw we saw were people at Scadden. Mm-hmm. It was like, who are the who's Scad Cute? He was like cute. Only because these are the only people we ever see. Like Damn. this limited universe. Yeah. These are the cute people. But in the real world, mm-hmm. no one's cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we had like, oh, he's scat cute. Yeah. Like, because we only see 50 people. Yeah. In our entire life. Can I tell you another game that would play at work? It's a little bit different than like, like, it's sort of related to kind of speculating about people. Mm. I had a coworker that I was, I am friends with. And we would um, like go for, go out for a drink after work. And I remember we got kind of tipsy. And this game, it's probably, there's probably something problematic about it, but we would randomly, like, we would look at each other with, like, pencil and paper in front of us and say a coworker's name and then draw what we thought their penis would look like. <laughs> like, completely based on not knowing what their penis looks like at all. We would, Which is a new game we're going to play in yeah. three. And when you're at work, sometimes, you know, we have, like, we're taking orders with, like, pads and paper and pens and stuff, so sometimes I would go up to my buddy and be like, hey, uh... What do you think about Chef So and So? And then we would draw what we thought their dick would look like, and then like on the count of three, reveal to each other and see what was similar, see what we clocked about them personality wise. I'm just imagining like you quit the restaurant, Mm -hmm. you move on to other work, Mm -hmm. and you're like you're handing in your like if you have like a uniform shirt or something, and like a like an apron, you hand over the apron, and your boss just reaches in and just pulls out just (gasps) massive wads of pictures of crudely drawn. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. I mean, I remember even when we left the bar, we had like we we would have like napkins. Do I put these in the tip (laughs) share? No, we left them on the table. We just kind of like gave a present to whoever had to clean up the table or the next customer to go sit down at that bar. We just had a bunch of like napkins with penises drawn all over them. Of various sizes and shapes. Oh, great. Well, it gives me a great idea for something to do during our break. So we're going to go um, draw what we think each other's penis looks like. Cool. And when we're back, uh, we're going to get back to swipe him. <laughs> All right. So these days, life can feel a bit repetitive. Yeah. Um, no matter how much I'm into somebody, it can get monotonous. But, well, there is good news. Because Satisfier, the sponsor of this podcast, uh, just released a new app-enabled vibrator. Actually, several new app-enabled vibrators that allow you to spice things up. I heard that with the vibes, you can take control or give up control, whether with someone in the room or on the other side of the world. If you are alone right now, your sex life does not need to suffer. Satisfier's new line of app-enabled vibrators allow you to personalize your own programs. You can be more reflective, curious, and really tune in to your own personal pleasure. I mean, wouldn't you want to connect with your partner's pleasure even when they're away? Yeah. yeah a distance often disconnects people, but Satisfier's new app actually utilizes distance as a way to heighten intimacy. With the Satisfier Connect app, you can control each other's pleasure devices and see each other's responses in real time. You know, the app is actually a great way to stay connected with your significant other, and that was really important to me during the pandemic. There were several people, you know, sex friends, that moved away and we stayed in touch through FaceTime. If I had had this app and these devices during that time... Oh. Oh my God. I can't imagine how much more fun we would have had. Mm. Satisfier's devices 
devices are cutting edge and they're delivered in beautiful, high quality designs. And, you know, I made a rant about that, about how sometimes sex toys are like, you know, they're too, too candy and too, <laughs> too colorful and too glittery. No, not satisfiers. These are sexy. These are cutting edge, beautiful, high quality. And the best part is that they're at the most affordable prices. Also, Satisfier's new line of products is Bluetooth enabled to connect with their award winning app, the Satisfier Connect app. And it works with Android, Apple, and iWatch. So you, what you do with the app is you turn your phone into a live remote control for your pleasure device. You can control the speed and the vibration length. Mm. You can even make, like, custom creative sequences. Or you could put someone else in control of your device. No, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, perfect for playing with someone at a distance, uh, a foreign love affair, uh, a boo on a trip, anything. The superintendent at the school. Absolutely. You can also call or chat with your partner through their app with disappearing messages. Now, I ask this probably once a day. Yeah. Can you fuck your favorite song? Yes. The music play feature allows you to connect to Apple Music or Spotify, and your connected device will respond to the beat of the music. Or, and I'm, I'm big on this or, mm-hmm. if your favorite song is actually the voice of your lover. Ooh. There's an ambient sound feature that's going to pick up on the vibe of their voice and turn that into vibration. And I am very much going to incorporate that into some long-distance roleplay. Oh, my God. Voices. Satisfier uses the highest privacy protection with their app. They do not save your data. Um, You don't even need your email address to sign in. Yeah, they use a strong bond technology that prevents anyone from tracking, exchanging data, or taking over your Bluetooth once your devices are bonded. That would suck. I mean, okay, but would it? Well, if someone's t- like, oh my God, hack my hack my vibrator. God, hack my vibrator. Uh, There's potential there. I, you, uh, I'm, I'm listeners. You can you won't be able to because of their their strong bond technology. But you, if you hacked my vibrator, I would. I don't think I'd be mad. Maybe we'll do a giveaway. <laughs> Here's the Bluetooth connection to my vibrator. I mean, how many times have you started your session with your pleasure device only to find that the battery was dead within minutes? M- many times. It's just the saddest thing in the world. But once you pair your Satisfier Connect app with your device, you'll always know what the battery life is. All right. Well, lucky for you, Satisfier is offering you, the listener, 30% off all of their app-enabled devices. All you have to do is go to Satisfier.com, and that's Satisfier with a Y. S-A-T-I-S-F-Y. ER.com, and we have a discount code DAT30, Dying Alone Together, D-A-T-30. Just enter that at checkout. Again, if you're looking for one of our favorite new devices, uh, you'll find it at Satisfier.com, but that's Satisfier, S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R.com. And you can use the code DAT30, that's D-A-T-30, for 30% off, you guys. Shall we swipe? Let's swipe. All right. Do you have a preference for an app? I think we've done one of each now. Did we do Grinder yet? Oh, I don't think we did do Grinder. Nope. Let's do it. All right. The most notorious of them all. Mm-hmm. I love that also, before we get started, that uh, whenever straight people started getting apps, like it wasn't just eHarmony, like their apps or whatever, it seemed like innovative to them. But I don't know. I felt like there was a moment where it was like, gays have been doing this for over 10 years because of Grindr, kind of. Like, are, are you oh, using them exclusively yeah, for hookups? Yeah. You know what I mean? And do straight people have something that is pure? I don't think they do. That is, like, purely the equivalent of Grindr. It's like, we're mm. all just here to fuck. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, I bet, I don't know. They probably, like, some of them in their heads trust that one app is for one thing, probably. But, 
I don't know. It depends on who you talk to, I bet. So I don't pay for Grindr, which means that the functionality is limited. But And it also means that, like, I get almost no traction on Grindr whatsoever. Oh. Nearly no messages, no taps, no Is that nothing. by design? Like, they've made it to where you have to pay for it to get... get... I have to think so. Okay. Or, like, I'm not... Like, my profile isn't being seen. Well, I or don't the, know. the market is different. Or the market's different. Or I'm a scruffy daddy now, so maybe scruff is just where I belong. Sure. Um... um but yeah, I can't like like I can't like filter down by people who are just online. Well, I can do some stuff. What can I do? No, I can't do online now. I can do age, looking for, and tribes. But you just get like a smash. So you get a lot of ads, and mm-hmm. you get a lot of oh wow faceless people. And yeah, it stuff. looks different than it. Uh, the last time I remember looking yeah. at it. So um, I don't have any taps. Uh, I don't have location services on either, which I think that means that like it's not going while I'm not on. So it's only that's might be the other thing is I'm not oh. popping up unless I'm on. Oh, 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 oh. Um, um, anyway, I understand the security for that. I mean, I know that they have some protections where they won't literally say that you're, you know, it was after I watched. Um, what was it called? Social net not what social network that's the that's the oh movie, dilemma the, social dilemma yeah social dilemma after I did I turned off all my notifications Ooh, okay. and all location services on everything yeah. except email um and text message all right so um this is a grid it's mostly meant for sex um Ooh, wait oh okay Ooh. sorry I saw someone's torso and I actually thought it was a butt keep going oh okay so um because I don't have anybody to respond to right. Uh, we can go through any. I don't know if I favorited anybody. We can look at the people I favorited. Yeah. We can look uh, just nearby. look at the grid. Uh, JJ, why don't you take us on this journey? All right. Let's um, let's see. Let's look at your neighbors. Let's go on the who's nearby tab and kind of poke around. Um, and we'll just kind of talk about what we find. Let's see who kind of jumps out for us. Uh, well, there's. A, it's funny. I, one thing I clocked is there's a few people whose name is no pick, no reply. Like that's. Oh, well, because, I mean, but look on the grid. Look how many people do yeah. not have pictures. So I think we talked about this with the guest ones, or, or we talked about it, um, mm-hmm. about, like, not having a picture. Like, you, you, especially on a hookup app, your very first message to me needs to be a picture. Okay. Um, if I have to ask you, if you have no picture and I have to ask you for a picture, you're already, like, I may still entertain it, but you're already, like, mm-hmm. you're already on the wrong foot with me. Let's, this jumps out to me just because I feel like I relate in some ways immediately. I mean, he is extremely cute and far too young for me. Oh, okay. Uh, he is 22. Yes, that is very young. Uh, I relate because he has a headshot as his, his main photo, and I, I presume he's an actor. Or maybe, I don't know, lots of jobs need headshots. But he's also a young Asian man. He's got a he's a picture of him, I assume, at a Pride Festival. Super cute. With a tank top that says, unruly heart. Oh, I also like that because it's not too typical. I feel like a lot of them, it's like, love wins. I, I mean, they're very important messages, but unruly heart. so rarely does. <laughs> but I, I feel like unruly heart's cool. That's like a poet. That's more poetic. Yeah, he's got a, a picture of him in a red light with devil horns, Ooh. which means he's down to clown. Yes. He's half vaccinated. That's mm-hmm. his entire profile. Oh wow! He's five seven. He's a verse bottom. I could have guessed that. Okay, so he doesn't put much on there, but his his name is uh, emojis that uh, kind of indicate what um, what his nationality is or what his his ethnic background is, probably. Um, Which are? <laughs> I'm not great with flags. <laughs> um, so it's the one with the Union Jack, but then it also has the stars. Right. Is I, it the? Is that Australia or New Zealand? That's where my 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 mouth wants to say first, but I can I could be so far off. And then we've got a red flag with a pinwheel. Yeah, like a white pinwheel flower shape in the middle. It's probably some kind of local flower. 
So we have no idea. No, sorry. We have no clue. No, I could But he's I, a very, very cute guy. Yes, super handsome, with nothing on a profile. Which, is there any... No, it's Grinder. I don't care. It can be it, the profile. As long uh, as I see a picture, gotcha. the profile could be blank. And then fill out your details. Like, I just need to know, like... The stats. Some some stats, especially position. If you don't have... If you if the, if the, if the stats are completely blank and mm-hmm. the profile is blank and you just have a photo, I assume you're a robot. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I'll give him a tap, though, because he's cute. Yeah, super cute. Oh, he's too young for me to, like, date, but uh, not too young for me to... With. On a harvest moon... Oh, sorry. Oh, sure. Flirt with. <laughs> I meant uh, bone on a harvest moon. Hey. When is when I feel like being a top? I'm not mad about uh, it. Who gets else? your attention? So you, you pick you pick the next one. Um, Just to explore their profile. We'll like pick someone and then we'll have to talk about whatever we see. Oh, I see a sleeve. Oh, a tattoo. A sleeve tattoo. So it's a sleeve tattoo. He's definitely an older gentleman because I see some gray stubble. Right. We don't see his face. It's just no. his. It's mostly his sleeve tattoo and his chest and his chin. Right. Um... Nice chest, mm-hmm. My, uh, 37. He, I'm trying to decipher what the a, tattoo is because it's kind of hard to tell even though this picture is predominantly the tattoo. It's, it's colorful. It's very colorful. It's not a black and white tattoo. It's got like, it's either like a koi fish or a dragon kind of situation or flowers. I don't know. Oh, JJ, read through these stats for me. Okay, he's 37. He's, his message just says, ask me. Okay, his yeah, his bio or whatever says "ask me" with like the emoji that's like the closed eyes smile. See, see what come what pops up to you. Okay, height. Do I? You want me to read everything? Just scroll, skim, and see if something just jumps out to you. Oh, your head kind of moved. I, my head did move, and I, I have to read it again just to kind of like make uh-huh. sure that I'm kind of getting it. A relationship status exclusive. So that means he is exclusively dating someone, and yet he is on Grinder. Uh, Without his face, but just his body. But a tattoo. Uh-huh. A tattoo. That's so identifiable. But, a, a, but is it? Because I can't tell what the fuck it is. It I just looks like a generic right. sleeve. It's I identifiable it's if you are this person. Right. Right, 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 right. That's what I mean. Like, they would know. So is this person exclusive with a woman? Is this person exclusive with man? And where, why doesn't it say discreet anywhere? Is that like, that's the code for, for, it? oh, it does, it does. Tribes. That's a tribe name. That's not like a relationship. He's a discreet name. jock in an exclusive relationship. Oh, whose Maybe he's not photo out. Is only... And he can't host my, no, no, no. He can host. This is my place down here. My place, your place. This uh, is a dude with a girlfriend. Okay. That's my guess. That is, that's a good guess. I think. What are your, what's your policy on that? Hmm, that is complicated. Like helping someone kind of explore their I love queer identity. Your brain yeah. just works so differently than mine. Yeah. You're like, you take it from the perspective of like, how can I be of service to this closeted person? That is like your your viewpoint. Like, uh-huh. hmm, I understand the moral ambiguity because like he would technically be cheating, but I want mm-hmm. to help him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, will the girlfriend find out and try to murder me? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the consequences will come up. I, like, I'd have to consider everything, of course, too. Like, if, if I, I think if I'm for sure. This is what gets you in backs of vans. Oh, my God. I'm never going to live it down. No. This I will be the recurring bit of this I podcast. I knew as soon as I told the story, it's not something anyone can live down once it's out there. Anywho. Um, yeah, if I know that there's a chance that someone else will be hurt by a decision that I make, then I do everything I can to help, um, you know prevent that but for this person i'd probably engage in conversation about it I'm like hey you know uh would you like we we mm-hmm. noted him because the chest was nice and the sleeve was nice would you mm-hmm. would you reach out to him proactively or if he messaged you mm-hmm. you would sort of engage in no it? i mean that's not my job to, to help anybody without any solicited well i'm just saying like knowing what you know from this profile okay like, would you like 
say, hi, I'm interested? Or oh. would you engage with them possibly if they were the one to reach out? Sometimes I'm curious and I just want to know. Oh, so there's boy. a little bit of engagement. And, and it's, it's also because I like part of me wants to be proven wrong. Like when I make assumptions about people, I want to see how my assumptions could be better than they are. Because whenever people prove you wrong, you figure out like what, what you know your weak spots are as far as making assumptions go. Like you're too mm-hmm. quick to judge because you didn't think of this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be, if I, if I, you know, had like the curious itch, I would hit him up and see what the story is. I would not tap this person, but I would possibly engage lightly. And his name is an ellipses. It's just dot, dot, dot. Yeah, right. I'm yeah. going to read into that. So if he engaged with me, I would maybe ask a couple questions, mm-hmm. but I bet, I bet it wouldn't go anywhere. I yeah. bet it would just be like yeah, a you're right. flirtation. I'd, but what I try to see is dick. Yes, this guy's hot. He is very hot. 29, scruffy daddy, yum. You can be a daddy at 29? He just he has that look. Yeah. Do you know he kind of looks, oh God, he kind of looks like uh, my co-star in history in this picture. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're uh, about. I think about it. Not there, but with the sunglasses on. Right, right, right. So two shirtless pictures. He is a handsome man. And it's only two He's photos 29. Total. 5'10", 170. Uh, we are both first bottoms, but that doesn't he, mean I wouldn't. And what I appreciate is that you link your Instagram when you only have two pictures. Ooh. So you can kind of go see what, what his Instagram's about. Oh, it's good, and it's not private. That would have been real annoying because I've I've done that before. Clicked on someone's profile, and it's private. He goes to the beach a lot. Does he live? Is that a person in New York City? Like why was he Well, I mean, her? he's in my thing, so he's here now. Oh, okay. He's here now, at least. But it looks like he either vacations a lot or lives maybe somewhere. Flight attendant. Say what? Flight attendant. Oh, flight attendant. Because look, this is Long Island City. Where okay, I okay. My guess is flight attendant, and he's like here in a hotel oh, cool. in the area from like LaGuardia or, uh, or something. That is fun, being able to kind of clock people's jobs based on things that are I've hard. got hoes. Yes, yeah, say your flight attendant without saying your flight codes. attendant. We don't have the uh, rights to that. The other person, so I tapped him because uh, He's cute. very, hey, yeah. I think I have messaged this person before, and he's completely uninterested in me. He's uh, hairy, nice body. Mm-hmm. You can tell. I, I Maybe I do have a type, because I think all these people look of a similar. Yeah. Of a similar. We've had a track record so far. Uh, cut to their jib. He's 41. He is very close. He probably lives in this building. Mm. I can't believe in 2020 anyone is still negotiating the necessity of a face pick. Just mangled guts pretending. Wow. Oh, so this guy seems a bit aggressive. Mangled guts pretending. I guess that's what what he's saying he is. Oh. Like, Like, that's what I am. Just mangled guts pretending? I still don't know what it means. Like... I can't believe it's my type. Just mangled guts. If you guys know what that pretending. means, let us know. Just mangled guts pretending. It's really poetic, and if I read it in like Sylvia Plath or something. For I'm me, like, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it is a quote from something. For me, it's like, uh, I'm just three squirrels in a trench coat. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like that's, that's how I interpreted it. Which is a good thing to, to put on your profile. Yeah. Uh, um, again, first bottom. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um... Have I ever told? Oh, let me. Sweatpant photo. Yeah, and it seems nice. Mm-hmm. No, we've never spoken before. I think he lives in my building. I think that's why it looks familiar. Oh, well, let's talk about that. Is is it done bad it to sheet twice to- once? Okay. Was it in this building? Okay. Have I done it? 
Did it a couple times. I've done it in each building I've lived in. Um, What's the saying? Do you eat where you... Or don't shit, shit where you eat? Shit where you eat. That's what it is. Um, so I certainly believe that, as we talked about earlier, with work. Yeah. With... Um, in the apartment... So I always live... I think it depends what kind of building. So I always live in these big high-rise, you know, tons of... Like, it's possible I would yeah. never see that person again. Oh, wow. Um, and here, you can't even get to other people's floors unless you, like, let somebody up. So, mm-hmm. like, like I'm not worried about crossing paths or this and that or, or anything. Or just not that even if I did cross paths, I would care. Right. Um, um, no, I have no problem meeting someone, even if it's just for a hookup who lives in the building. I've done it here. I've done it in other... Okay, other. but what if it's more than a hookup? That's never happened, but I, I would definitely be interested in it. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't foreclose it. I wouldn't be like you live in my building. No, sure. Um, no. What about you? I, um, I think there would be a little bit of apprehension because I, because I'm so against confrontation and kind of like I, I don't know. I, I, I loathe any awkward moments. I guess. Um, if it was someone that I were to date and then you know maybe not date anymore the the predictable awkward moments of like seeing them at the mailbox or seeing them like bring a person home and go in the door or, like me bring a person home and then having a judgment or smile and then then the person I'm with seeing them smile or wave or whatever and be like who's that what happened no 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 weird the very first apartment I ever had yeah in the area I moved up here from college mm-hmm. with someone I signed a lease with yeah uh, and one week after we signed the lease yeah we had a major falling out oh we lived in that apartment together for an entire year and didn't speak once. Oh. I have no problems yeah. walking up to somebody that doesn't want to talk to me or ices me. I don't see them. Yeah. I don't hear it. It doesn't. I'm, I do not have awkward yeah. moments. I'm, I'm also like. It's I, awkward for you. Right. Not and I'll me. say if, if a person gets close enough to me that there is someone I'm dating, then that's never awkward to me. Like to see an ex out in public. I mean, unless like there's like a context of like. Uh, no, an argument or something, but I'm I'm totally comfortable seeing my exes on dates and stuff at restaurants or bars. But um, whenever it's someone that I'm getting to know, and then maybe a red flag comes up, and I gotta like I gotta jump ship or something, and the person I don't know, sometimes it hurts feelings, and then they're weird around you forever. And I don't know. That's the only. Yeah, that would be, yeah. that, that'd be what I'd be worried about. Like if that happens close to home, now I have to like. Leave oh shit! My I'm having a repressed that. memory come up. Uh-oh. So I did date somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it was terrible. Oh. But I was young. Um, it was in college. I was a sophomore in college. He was a senior, and we were both in the same hallway in the dorm. Okay. And we dated and broke up, and Ooh. then it got yeah nasty yeah. and weird. But. I don't even count this person as a boyfriend because we only dated for a couple months. And I was a sophomore in college. And it was my, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Messy, emotional. Yeah. Everything's, you know, heightened. Right. So it, it, that was not a typical. I don't count that. As yeah. Like it doesn't deter experience. you from making a similar decision. No, okay. no. That uh, That's college me having no experience with relationships or feelings. And everything felt like the end of the world. <laughs> and, like, you know, like it was that age. Okay. Um, no, I guess, uh, and today, since I, I'm so, um, I'm so, uh, clear about like the need for upfront and honest communication about everything. I think if, if I, if I met somebody on an app and it's like, oh, I live a couple floors up or even I live down the hallway and we really liked each other mm-hmm. and we came on dates, I think I would, we would just like, like date two, it would be like, okay, we need to set clear rules and boundaries around like when it's okay to come over, when it's not okay to come over, whose apartments we go to, mm-hmm. uh, how many days we go without, you know, like t- not seeing each other or talking to each other and it's mm-hmm. fine. If we see each other in the hallway, that doesn't mean we have to hang out for the next four hours. Yeah. Like we just like, let's set our boundaries and our rules yeah. and adjust them 
if they don't work. Right. But I would today. I don't know if I. I certainly didn't have the capability of that at twenty. 20 mm-hmm. however i was 20 right right, right, uh, right. but uh now i would it would just be very clear and if we yeah oh. if we broke up i'd probably move out you know what that makes me think though is whenever we're young and we're making all the mistakes that you have to make in order to kind yeah. of like yeah. become better at making decisions yeah. sometimes those mistakes really make people make like hard distinctions in their life about how to make decisions even though like you're a kid so being a kid and in you know Say you get burned by dating someone who lives on your hall or whatever. Uh-huh. Someone else might go for the rest of their life never wanting to kind of like have someone too close mm-hmm. to where they live. Um, that's interesting because you are a different person and people are different after that stage of your life too. What if it's an anonymous, obviously partnered, closeted, uh, exclusively dating someone, person on grinder? They're super hot. Mm-hmm. They're eight feet away because they live with their girlfriend two oh. doors down. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What are you doing? Are you doing it? No, I'm already I'm already apprehensive about having like things close to home. I'm saying knock on my door four times and I'll know it's you. Oh my god. I'll think about it. <laughs> well we'll think about it during this break and be back with our special guest. Hey everyone. So Let's talk about Satisfier's uh, app-enabled devices. So the one that I have tried is called the Royal One. Uh, So if you go to Satisfier.com and you look up the Royal One, the description it gives you is, Give your manhood a sensual upgrade with our Royal One. Pleasantly flexible, our ring adapts itself to all sizes and embraces your penis, creating a blood stasis effect for extended pleasure and sensual stamina. All right, so it's a cock ring. It vibrates. It's also paired with the free app. So what you can do is control the vibration with the app or, and again, for me, this is the big or, you can give someone else control of the ring with the app. So you give someone else the ability to uh, control what vibrations you're feeling through it. Maybe it's someone you're in the room with, currently uh, engaged with. Maybe it is someone that um, you would like to have a sexy adventure with over the airwaves. Uh, maybe you're having a lovely Tuesday night FaceTime roleplay, something that I currently enjoy, uh, and you want to incorporate that into your little scenario. I Let's see, how would I do that? How would I incorporate this into a scenario? Okay, so for me, I like to play naive and dumb and like easily coerced to do um, uh, sexual things. So for me, this would be like a, I would do like a Zoom doctor appointment. I think that's what I would do. And he has pre-sent things that uh, will be used in the examination. And this is one of those things. I don't know. What's the reason for it? What's the plausible deniability? Oh, a chance to check blood flow. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know. You make something up and you, and you make it work because you want to have a sexy time. So that's probably how I would incorporate it. How would you incorporate it? You know what? Get over on our Instagram at, at Dying Alone Podcast and let me know how you would incorporate this into a Tuesday night teleconference role play. Uh, that's just my, my quick idea. So you can get the Royal One and any of the app-enabled devices from Satisfier, that's S-A-T-I-S-F-Y-E-R, Satisfier, 
any of the app-enabled devices for 30% off with discount code DAT30. That's D-A-T-30 at checkout. And when you use that, you show them that you're listening to our podcast and you're supporting us by supporting them. And that's great for us. So head on over there, pick out something fun for yourself and head over to the Instagram and let us know how you're using it. I would be very interested for additional ideas. Welcome back, everybody. As our guest segment today, we are bringing on a New York City-based actor and member of SAG that both JJ and I know and have worked with. You can spot him in his recurring co-star role as Truman in three episodes of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. He is also an acting coach and freelance casting director. When not working, he is traveling, of course, pre-pandemic, and soon, hopefully, post-pandemic, eating pasta and running on his new mini treadmill that is currently stuffed in his studio apartment. You can follow him at Brandon S. Actor on Instagram, and it is, of course, uh, the one person who I think out of everybody that we have worked with is just destined. This is the sure bet at superstardom. <laughs> this is Mr. Brandon Salerno. Yeah. Welcome, Brandon. Oh my gosh. Hello. Thank you. And that's no shade to all of the other wonderful people we work with, but you all know Brandon. Like he's 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 got the hustle. Yeah, there's no side eye coming from me. No, none at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Brandon's <laughs> Brandon's like such a sweet person and very fun to work with. And I think that's part of why he is destined for success because he's such a game player. Oh, thank you guys. Well, I'm glad to be here with you. Thank you for asking me to be here. Yeah. Whatever happened to you had a podcast briefly, didn't you? Oh, dear Lord. What a mess. <laughs> uh, <that> was, <laughs> it was called Gaze into History. Like, you uh -huh. know, gaze, like looking, but also gaze, like gay. Uh -huh. um, and um, it was really like just for fun, like just talking about random history topics with me and my best friend. And then, you know, it just it just ended. It just it just did didn't go anywhere. So because I, I remember you guys would like you, you basically live Wikipedia subjects but you started it was great because you'd start with like here's what i think here's what we think this subject is about and i you had one on like geology that was just bananas i remember yeah. i think it also made us seem a little bit dumber than maybe we actually are in real life so it just was it didn't go anywhere but it was so relatable it was so i loved it i wish you guys would have continued i thought it was fun i, I definitely listened to it on my on my runs uh so, Brandon, we have brought you on for to try out a, a new segment. So this segment is currently called Flag for Flag. And, you know, a lot of people talk about um, red flags just generally in terms of, you know, the things and other people that uh, if it comes up on a date or they put it in their app or their profile that, you know, is like a, a no-go or a warning sign or something to keep watch, watch of. But it, we also, you know... We have to take ownership of the fact that we are all walking around with red flags ourselves. So in this little game, we're each going to go around and tell one red flag uh, that we watch for in other people. And one thing that um, people should know about us and just leave it open to a discussion. Brandon, are you currently dating? Um, I am available to um again that is brandon s actor on instagram at brandon s actor on instagram i am i am um on applications looking to date um it is not happening in the real world at the moment but um yes i am looking to single and ready to mingle do you have a favorite app do you have one that, that works more than the others 
Um, Tinder really worked well for me in the past, but right now I feel like Hinge is doing really well for me. I found a lot of people mm-hmm. on there. I'm like, wow, I would I would hang out with you in real life. Two for two. Uh, That's the second person who sent Hinge. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's And I feel like the, I don't know if the algorithm is like built to do this, but I feel like if I swipe right on someone or I like someone's photo, the next one they show me looks like that person. And it's mm. similar. And I don't know if that's an algorithm thing or just, I've, I've just noticed that. Wow. I've yeah. noticed that as well. Have you noticed on Tinder that no ma- when you open it for the first time that day, the picture is someone who is like incredibly hot and is like, and then when you swipe them, it's like, this person gets a lot of messages. Would you like to, to soup to pay for a super like to make sure they see you and like to get you to like, yeah, that's the first yeah. one every time. Yo. I have noticed that now that you mentioned it. Yes, that has he, happened. He's like, me. this person's never going to talk to me. Yeah. Like, no. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, but it's like a gate. It's like a bit. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's, I want to call it insidious because it's so like manipulative, but also like it, it's, it's, wow. I see exactly what they're going for. That's crazy. All right. So let's start with our flags. We will let our guests go first. You can choose, Brandon, whether you want to start with um, something about other people or something about yourself. Uh, Whichever one you start with, we'll go around and do, and then we'll circle back. Brandon, what is your flag? So I was so happy when you asked me to do when this was an option, because I always tell this to everybody. And I think it's really funny with you two to tell you this. But my my (laughs) (laughs) no, but close. A red flag for me, like when I see someone's profile and I see this on their profile, I am immediately a swipe left. No question about it. You are out. If they have anything on there that indicates they want to be an actor, I am immediately absolutely not. And I say this with love to my act fellow actor community, but oh my God, I've had two instances of dates with actors that literally ended up becoming networking events. And absolutely, it is the biggest turnoff asking me, how'd you get your agent? Would you Mm. be willing to put put me in touch? Oh my God, please never ask. That is horrendous, a horrible first date experience. And I will say we, um, as gay men, there are already limits to Mm -hmm. roles that we can go out for. I am not competing with my significant other for a role. Mm. That is just bad all around for our future, our mental health. It's just not happening. So um, that is a huge red flag for me. Never will I date an actor. Brandon, Brandon, will you just give us a brief moment just to sidebar here? I don't, I don't think he's going to date either one of us. Oh, damn it. I mean, that was the whole point of this. I mean, we can try calling someone else. Because he's not working on a current project with me. So it's, he's open season now. What is the point? I know. I mean, this whole thing was to to get dudes. <sighs> well, I, I really wanted to see if you guys have had similar experiences. And I was so happy that you asked me about this because I just, I, I mean, okay, if someone was a director, maybe, you know, that's different. But still, Ooh. I feel like that's a little. Uh, a little <laughs> but then, but then, girl, aren't you the one? Oh. Aren't you the one in that circumstance then being like, well, what are you directing? Do you have any roles for a five foot ten homosexual? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, I would avoid it. Like, all around. Like, I just don't want anyone... I want people to think that, like... I want someone in accounting who has no Mm -hmm. clue anything about performing arts or the industry at all. I want them to think I'm the best actor that ever walked into their life. But I want them to never know anything about it. You know, I I can... I see exactly what you're talking about. I even have a friend who, you know, uh, 
lives out in LA and let me know that the success of finding even friendships, not even just dating, the best circle of friends that he had was where everyone did a different job. So they didn't have to like, you know, just network. They didn't have to kind of go over things and compare notes and stuff. They could tell stories about their job, which everyone found interesting because it's not their regular day. But uh, his most like his most welcoming and favorite friend circle he had was a bunch of people that did not network and just try to like gush off of each other, which, you know, L.A. actors, New York actors, everybody's kind of like, you know, available to do this, but just kind of like seeing what you can get out of a person transactionally on a date. I, God, I absolutely agree with the underlying sentiment. Okay. For me though, Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm the opposite in that I like dating other creatives Mm -hmm. and maybe it's because I, I don't consider myself like, like I wouldn't label myself as like an actor. Because I'm not going out and auditioning. I'm like making my own stuff. And so I'm an actor in that I like to appear in my own things. But I'm not like, yeah. you know, I'm not out there. I'm not, I don't have a competitive edge in that, right. that, uh, that horse in that race. But for me, I want someone who like gets what it is to be a creative and like understands why I'm doing what I'm doing and why I'm spending all Saturday, you know, recording podcasts. And I want someone who like doesn't look at it as like, oh, well, that's, I don't want anyone to ever be like, that's cute. Yeah. If they're too far away from what you do, the misunderstandings of why you put so much time into it can kind of, uh, I can see that being a turnoff for someone who's, who does not understand creative lives. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I see that too. And I've had that on the other side too, uh, where someone just like completely just like, um, like in the end, they just didn't accept the fact that 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 was my life being an actor. But Mm -hmm. I, I still think that I would rather work on that. And have to then and like and work with that person if I'm really into it, then have to deal with like, I got a self tape today. Me too. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, no, 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 no. And then (laughs) if I get the role and you don't, you're going to hate me. And if you get the role and I don't, I will definitely hate you. So it's just not, I would, that can't be fixed. I would also just be so self-conscious about the idea of like, well, especially when you're, whenever they're asking how you got your manager, how you got your agent or whatever, like, even if it's a genuine question between two people that are bonding or whatever, it's still going to be in my mind of like, how much of this kind of relationship is about me versus what you can get out of me. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I have definitely dated people who are farther along on the creative side than I am. And I, I'm very conscious of that because I'm not someone who I couldn't do that because I, I just, I have no time for people I'm not interested in. So if I'm not interested in you, I'm not interested in you. And it doesn't matter what you could do for me. I just, I can't, I'm, I'm terrible at networking just generally, even with dating not involved. So I always make a point personally to, if I do have questions, like they have an agent or they have a manager or they have a PR person or something, and and I'm still interested in dating them, and I'm still like I actually think of them romantically. I make sure not to even broach the subject of that either until like the fifth or sixth date, or I let them tell me. It never comes from me asking. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just how I navigate. JJ, what's a what's what's a flag for you? Okay, so a flag for me, and I'll just I'll go into it, and then we'll clarify. I. Uh, can't it's an immediate no whenever a person's not good at silence we've already talked about silence in this podcast and how this is an audio form oh right and we need you to like talk but listen 
if you're here, you can. You, I'm obviously filling with with audio and stuff, but I'm I'm saying on a date, if a person has to fill every moment with an anecdote, or not just kind of like observe what's kind of going on, or just kind of relax a little bit and just be quiet, I like enjoying like silence with a person is intimate and it is scary and it feels vulnerable. But I I lean into I'm I'm I, I don't know I cut around the small talk kind of stuff in favor of like earnestly getting to know someone and I feel like that's a quality that I've observed of people who can't handle silence even on a first date if if silence happens on a first date and we both can get through to the end of it and still feel like oh this person's still attractive to me that is such a win like I think that's cool and it, there's context of course where it's appropriate and where it's not like right. if we're both lying in the park and enjoying the sun and there's a quiet moment like that's kind of cool but if we're if we're you know sitting across from each other at dinner or in a room or whatever, and neither of us is talking, that's an indicator for like lack of chemistry, probably. But if if there is like an opportunity for silence where we're just kind of enjoying our environment, and that person still has to continue to talk and whatever, I don't know. I feel like, and this is me, you know, um, I might be speculating, but I think it just says something about where they are in life that they can't handle a little bit of observation rather than than filling the time like it's it's like a little bit of an insecurity flag for me it's what i think it is brandon do you also like your suitors to shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) i i agree with you jj however i think the first date i need i need you to put on the the date mode like i Mm. need you to be a little like same oh how are you like i need a little bit more effort and then but if by the second or third date like or if i'm getting text messages because Silence can also come just in communicating on the daily when you're not together. If right. I'm getting a message every five minutes, what do you have for lunch? What are you having for dinner? Like, no. Like, then, yes, I need the silence because right. that, that does show the insecurity thing. Um, yeah. But I think the first day I need a little a little extra effort. Ooh, I'm, I think I'm opposite on this one, too. I think for me... It's not, no, certainly the ability to be comfortable in silence. To me, that is, for me, that's the sign of like a relationship that has matured. Okay. Like where we, we know each other so well and we, we don't have to, if, if there's too much, like for me, like I understand what you mean by like a comfortable and like healthy silence because I like that. But every time I think of that to myself, that's like a, that's something that's because we've gotten to know each other so well that we're comfortable in that. I can't I can't envision that to myself as a, like an early date, even second, third date kind of thing. But because, and I'm also thinking like the way you described your, I don't have those kind of dates. Like what? Laying in the park and staring at the sun. Okay. You staring know? at the sun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not yeah. what I do on a date. A- astral projecting, <laughs> and like what, whatever you're doing. I don't, you know, so... Um, most of mine are like like Brandon was saying are like coffee dates dinner right like I it's see it's the practicality it's of how to get to back know and forth kind of stuff yeah because you're 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 the exposition's happening and unlike Brandon I I don't want now I certainly don't want a I think as Destiny's Child so adequately put it a bugaboo I don't want a bugaboo texting me all day but mm-hmm. I love the morning hello. I woke up and thought of you. How are you? Yeah, that's cute. I love that. Now don't text me all day. Sure. But like that and like the little check-ins. I like I like I like to know that someone's thinking about me. Yeah. Um yeah. and in fact, if it's two sign like if it's like we had a date on Monday and we have a date planned for Saturday, mm-hmm. if I don't hear from you at all between Monday and Saturday, I'm a little like, is this happening? Yeah. And like, I mean, are we doing this? I can clock whenever a silence is is like a pregnant pause or when it's awkward and stuff. I know whenever it's like, oh, Neither of us ta- are talking, and now we're both in our heads about, is this person thinking this about me? Right. Are they, like, you know, you kind of start to f- 
fill it with assumptions yourself. Yep. But that's exactly what I'm clocking as like the behavior that I, you know, want to flag. The fact that we kind of get like a self-conscious kind of um, anxiety kind of situation. If you can kind of uh, pass that, if you can kind of have silence and still be confident that you are who you are and this person's who they are and you're either both enjoying it or one of you's enjoying it, but your responsibility is not to make sure that they're having a good time either, you know, like yeah. that is, and you're right. It is kind of a more mature kind of level to get to. Uh, and, and maybe on a first date, it would, it would certainly impress me, but I don't know. I still feel like there's a behavior that I want to clock of like, Whenever a person is so eager and kind of antsy and they just have to keep talking and talking and talking, I feel like I've encountered that and just been like, oh, man, there's this is this is a flag that I'm clocking. Ooh, you would clock that yeah. as a flag with me because I'm probably I'm probably that on a date. I'm very like because I'm putting on a show. No, I'm yeah. tap dancing. I'm like, I also don't want to yeah. rush to get to know every detail about a person immediately either. Like I love not like the stringing along of like slowly kind of breadcrumbing details about your life, but like. A natural pace to me is not kind of like, okay, let's do the checklist of who are you, what are your traumas, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah no, that, that I agree with for sure. Yeah. All right, so a flag of mine and other people. So this is, I'm going to go with just a, with the way that Brandon interpreted it with just like a dating, because you're not on the apps, JJ, right. with a dating app thing. So if I see some, this, if I see this on an app, it is an automatic swipe left for me. Automatic no, doesn't matter, nothing, doesn't matter. There are variations of this, but it's all... A disclosure of your sexual preference or position followed by the phrase, if that matters to you. Oh. <laughs> Top, if that matters. Bottom verse, if that matters. Why doesn't that fucking matter? I mean, <laughs> it fucking matters. Yes, it matters. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, it matters. But so, okay, so here's my, again, welcome back to Armchair Psychology with Jack Tracy. Um, here's what I think it is. We all, or sorry, let me not, let me back up on that already. There is a, a segment of people who look at sort of dating and sex as two extremely separate things, almost at times to their mutual exclusion. There's like, you know, people who won't go on a date if they've met them on Scruff or Grinder. And people who, and then the opposite of like, like no hookup, you know, I'm, I'm not here for hookups, you know, on mm -hmm. Tinder. And I feel like that drives this sort of like, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you need to know this, but like, if you need to know this, then you're just looking for sex. And there's a level of, I have, I have worked most of my life to break down my own duality and barriers between my sexual self and my normal self, as I used to call it, my regular daytime self. And then my like, Oh, and you know, after dark, the, the app, Jack after dark, which will be the name of my next DP. <laughs> um, uh, and, and just trying to be an integrated person who feels free talking about sex as freely as I do talking about anything else and my own experiences with, and the things that I like and enjoy. And so I, it's a flag to me because I need someone who can, just right from the get-go be like, yeah, I'm into this kind of thing and, and this is the stuff that I enjoy and this is how I like sex and because it's got to be matched. It's important to me. I can't be someone that I'm mismatched sexually and that's not just a position thing. It's a like, you know, uh, libido. Do we have a similar mm -hmm. libido? Mm -hmm. um, it, I, need, I need to know I have someone who I can like actually have a real frank discussion about that stuff and be a little flirty with yeah. right at the beginning and know that like, it's because I think it's an important part 
of developing relationship, not because I'm just trying to get you in bed. Yeah, sure. That's fair. That's also kind of owning why you know that's a distinction for you, like why that makes a difference to you rather. Brandon, since you're on the apps and I'm not, I'll make sure with you first. How does that, what does that sound like to you? If I see that, I think my thought is, well, first, why wouldn't it be? Second, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that would, if I would swipe left though, because if the position, if if the, if the position works for me, well then, all right, yeah, right. sure. I thanks for letting me know. That was that was easy. I don't have to ask you anymore now. So down the line. Um. So, but I do see like the perspective of like what what do you think this is? Like, are we just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. gonna like you know hold hands and draw nice pictures with crayons every night? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like we need to like we're adults. We, we know that what world we're in, we know what we like. Like, let's just be more, um, confident yeah. about I, it. I, I feel I need to disclose for the audience in no way. Are we criticizing the, uh, very large crayon fetish community? If that is your <laughs> fetish, if that is the way you experience sex with a box of 264 Crayola crayons, we, we endorse you. We see you. You're valid. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So here I, I wanted to hear uh, Brandon talk about it too, because I don't know if I have the same um, education about the apps and what the behaviors are. I clock uh, saying your position and then uh, saying if that matters as like the same thing back whenever I was on uh, scruff, you had the opportunity to check the box box of uh, networking here for networking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just kind of that immediately where I go. Like, it's like, okay, so this person's probably available to networking and to friendships and to like, you know, other, other experiences with people and the sexual preference might never come up in in that situation. Mm. But I also, I don't know, I hear you. <laughs> That's what you're there for. So yes, it matters. Yeah, it's, it's to be clear, it's not the, dis- I want the disclosure. So right. I disclose in mind. I want the disclosure. But if, if I'm seeing that this is like a ugh, begrudging disclosure, I just know you have a complicated, you have a complicated relationship with like talking about sex early mm. that to me is like, I don't, I don't know if I want to like fight through this. Okay. <laughs> I still yeah. think it's like, I don't know if you ever want to employ me or something like that, or if you want to like connect me with someone, then I don't know. That's still available. Yeah. Uh, so it's time that we cycle now through uh, our, our flags about ourselves, oh. because of course, if we're going to criticize other people, we have to criticize ourselves. So Brandon, what should people know about you? You're too honest. You're too loyal. You're too vulnerable. <laughs> No, I, I think I think honestly, my red flag for other people would be a red flag they would see with me that I'm an actor, and the mm. stereotype or the assumption is I only perform in black box theaters, and I and not that there's anything wrong with that, but like that I am like struggling, and like I'm the mm-hmm. stereotype of the working actor, and I and and that I that I won't be able to support a long term future, and so this person is probably just looking to hook up. It's not they're not really like, they don't have a real job. Like, I think that would be a perception mm-hmm. of me. And then, and and so I, that's probably, but that what people might think of me, but a red flag also is like, when I get an audition, if we have a date tonight, sorry, the audition comes first. Um, yeah. I'm not going on the date. So I think that the red flag would be, he cares a little too much maybe about his career and maybe not understanding that that's my career. I think people would maybe eh, swipe left. He's too into it. Mm. I'll, I'll I'll bone an actor. That's not a red flag for me. Yeah, go for it. I'm into it. Uh, JJ, what's your red flag? 
Um, now I want to rethink mine a little bit because that's kind of on par. I understand that. But I also think a red flag for me is that I, um, I, I almost feel like it's hypocritical from what I said my flag was, but I need closure whenever we're at that level. Like whenever, or, or like if I don't, this is what I've been working on in adulthood is not needing all the answers. Like, Oh, what were you thinking when that happened? What happened here? Da, 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 da. I am a very, uh, I don't know. I like connecting and having a very, you know, honest thing with people. So if there's any like speculation, then I, uh, I don't know. It does affect me, which is why I think I'm very actively trying to pursue the other. So the red flag then is that you, you will come off in a date or you'll, you'll disclose somehow that you're, is it that you're like, you're hung up on an unanswered question from a past? I, well, I think that's happened to me before where I've been hung up on an unanswered question or like an ambigu ambiguous thing. And I think that's why for me, it's a red flag whenever someone else is kind of, uh, you know, um, just needing to kind of like control the moment. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to learn to not control everything. And mm. I think that's still like a thing for me. And so I think my red flag is that uh, controlling you know, what, what, knowing what another person's thinking has been important to me. And it's something that still is. Oh, I see. I see. So the red flag is like, you're, you're trying, you're trying to like, um, I'm trying to think that I'm thinking of legal words. You're trying to sort of dissect another person's reasoning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I do love, so connecting with a person, it's about like, I don't know, understanding someone, seeing where they're coming from and kind of having like a, almost like a shorthand where you can kind of anticipate yeah. things like there's of course so much practicality of that. And it's also where predictability and kind of like other problems comes up sometimes. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's the, my red flag. I had to like, I did a little bit of a deep dive, but, um, yeah, that's kind of, that is, that's where I'm at to being super honest. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I need you to hold your beer because, uh, I'm gonna give you a real red flag. These oh, two shit. guys, these two guys were very kind to themselves, giving things that I didn't think. I don't consider a red flag at all. I didn't find either of these particularly worrisome. I'd date either one of them. <laughs> For me, I do not have a good relationship with a single ex-boyfriend. Oh. And to add on top of it, the ending of each of those relationships, all three, involved the police. Oh, my God, Jack. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> There's a real red flag for you. That's um that that could take some unpacking. Uh huh. So let's uh, I'll unpack a little bit of it. And yeah. We have a whole podcast to, to right. explore all of them. The first one was uh, an alcoholic, and he sat on my chest and tried to beat the shit out of me. Oh so we God. needed the police to come. <sighs> so that one is a is a easily understandable. I think no one would would uh, fault me for that. The second one, again, it's it's only a unique condition. Like the, the way that the police were involved in this one is just for humor's sake, which is that when we broke up, we had a shared storage unit that had all of my childhood possessions. And when I went to clear it out, it was completely empty. And so I, the police had to be involved because I had to file a complaint in order to claim it on insurance and get some money. Oh, my God. But yes, oh I lost. Did you ever get any of it back? Not a thing. All of it gone. Oh, my God. And I have no evidence that the ex had anything to do with it, except for the fact that during the entirety of our relationship, he said that one day he was going to burn all that shit because it was taking up too much space. Okay, that's pretty good evidence. That's circumstantial. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, number three. And, oh, boy. <laughs> so, number three, um, we made the mistake of continuing to live together because we couldn't get out of our lease. Um 
after we broke up and Ooh. we had several months to get through we'd sort of laid some ground rules of like this is how we're going to live together and not murder each other because we were trying to remain friends but knew that it was tense because we, we did very much love each other and um he sort of took the attitude of like oh those are your rules Okay, well, let me just do the opposite of all of that in your face all the time. Oh. So it was a lot of, like... Spite. Spite. And there came a point where he his um, Google Photos uh, that would show up on his uh, screen that was on the kitchen that was like a picture, like a e-picture kind oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, like whenever you can upload things. Yeah, it was tied it, to it his camera. And, and I was tired like... of seeing all the ex-photos of the people he was fucking uh, just scrolling in my living room um, oh so he would up, he would like update the photo frame and mm-hmm. it would it would show mm-hmm. you other dudes mm-hmm. oh wow so oh my god so i when i and he he's just it was wait, a, how long did you guys live together while you weren't partners while we wait after you partners? broke up and then how long did you have to live together uh yeah. may to august may to but august we were supposed to make it to october but so that's where the police come in. Oh, damn. Um, so he, uh, uh, he, there was a sort of death by a thousand cuts. So it was that plus a, a whole bunch of just like snarky, mean spirited, nasty comments and things. And finally, I was just like, you don't get to sleep in bed with me anymore. Mm. And that was a vital sin to him. So any time that I was, well, the first time that it happened, I was seeing a show and I came home and he had sort of sprawled out naked in the middle of the bed as sort of a, Kick me out. Why don't you? Oh, yeah. So we had a huge argument over it. I threw cups of water on him to get him out of the bed. And we had just like this knockdown screaming fight. And he eventually said something to me that threatened my physical person. So I, having the experience of having my physical person threatened from another ex-boyfriend, decided to not take a chance and pulled a knife out of the kitchen's block, the, the block and said, you want to try something? be my fucking guest and went to bed sleeping with it just as like a warning like don't try anything oh my god oh my god three days later he called the police and told them that i um uh, tried to i threatened to murder him and had me arrested (gasps) and i spent the night in jail oh my god he recorded the interaction on our dog camera and submitted that as da's evidence whoa obviously that's not what i did but obviously that's what it looked like. Yeah. Uh, and he only submitted, like, you know, he recorded the entire argument and he only submitted the three-second clip of me just walking to the kitchen and getting a knife, of course. Right. Because nothing else would have helped him. I mean, like, living with a person, you said what, May? Uh, right. When was it again? The months? What months did you live with them that was you were broken up? May to August. That's a long time to be with someone that you've kind of gone from, like, a intense, intimate relationship yeah. to, you know, figuring out your identities apart. Like, yeah. that's to be together and still try to figure out who you are. We apart. didn't have, I didn't have the money to do it. Uh, to, to break the to lease. Move out because it was a very expensive place. I couldn't pay two. Well, couldn't break. They oh, wouldn't let well, us break. Oh, okay. I'd have to pay for two places. Gotcha, and gotcha. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we were, anyway, um, long story short, everything was dropped. Everything went away. Uh, I had spent a lot of money on a lawyer to make that happen, but it's all gone and everything's fine. And so the red flag, by the way, <laughs> isn't, isn't that like your exes are hard to friend or whatever. It's, 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 I mean, to me, it's like, how did you get so intimate with these people that would push to that, to that point? Are you ready? Cause right. I've done a lot of therapy and I know the answer. Oh, let's go. I grew up in a household of um, um, manipulative narcissists, and so I see another manipulative narcissist, and I say, "That's Look, love. That's love. That's love." Oh. It's taken a lot of therapy Damn. to realize what I'm that I am attracted to, and and the thing is, it's it's hard for me to to 
admit that because I know what it sounds like. It sounds like, I just always date bad people. Nothing's wrong with me. Mm. Like, no, something no. is wrong with me in that I am attracted to people. And the thing is, this the particular last ex yeah. had this long history that he always talked about. Like, oh, well, this ex, you know, slapped me in the face. And this ex did that. And he had all this all the story about all of, the, all of his exes were all nuts and all did something to yeah. him. And I'm like, oh, now I'm one of them. Oh, like, wow. you've driven everyone fucking crazy because you're a dick. Um, but he used to wake up in the middle of the night and check to make sure the door was locked because he was afraid of an ex coming you're, to kill him. So you're one of them, as in you're one of the exes that... Oh, I'm one of the crazies now. Yes, you're one of the crazies yes. now to him, but I thought at first when you said that, that okay. you're one of the people that could say what he's saying, that all my exes are crazy. Well, that too. Right. So it's... I yeah, mean, I know. Both of you have, have therapy to do, apparently. Yes. Well, or like, I at least you're working on it. Jack, I wouldn't, you know, I uh, wouldn't lead. <laughs> you mean you, you mean, mean I should take that out of my Tinder profile? I wouldn't lead with any of this. However, if you explain it the way you just explained it, which I do, I think yes, I think that people, hopefully, if they have a brain, they can, you know, accept that you know this was not a real red flag about you. Right. I think I I do think that because, uh, but I do see how like if you. Say it like, well, <laughs> I, you know, when the cops were called, it's like, uh-oh, yeah. right? I get that. So uh, for those of you who are currently dating me and, and listening to this podcast, uh, hopefully you will take the advice of these two gentlemen and realize I'm not. And honestly, I will tell you, even though, and I will talk more and more, and I'm writing a whole movie about that, a short film about that experience. Um, but uh, I will tell you that I am at a point now, this is two years later, I'm at a point now today, I'm actually extremely thankful that that happened because it fundamentally, I, if not for that, I don't know if I would have done the extreme deep dive in therapy and the revelations of, you know, what I'm attracted to and the things from my childhood that I just thought were normal, that mm -hmm. were not normal at all. Um, I mean, you know, I, I've, I hadn't talked to my mother in a very long time and we recently reconnected and I told her this story and they, it immediately went to, oh, okay, well, I'm watching this on television. Like she could not give yeah. a shit. Yeah. And I'm just realizing like, oh, 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 this is, this is why. Yeah. yeah. This is why. Uh-oh. Well, that's, you know, doing the anyway. deep dive. Like, I think that's just a testament to your appetite to to not, um, it's, it's not saying like, being grateful for things that happen that are hard and difficult, it isn't like a testament for bad things happening. Yes. Like we shouldn't be advocate advocating for terrible things to happen to us, okay. but you're advocating for the fact that you supplied purpose to yes. to where you go from there. It's gonna make a great movie. Um, <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, so you, know what you should do. You should. You know what? Actually, I'm just thinking. Why don't you should actually own it and say any manipulative narcissist that I want to swipe right, just know I'm gonna call the cops on you. <laughs> like flip it and make it like a make it like an empowering thing. I actually think that would be really funny. I'm trying to picture like clock like scrolling and then finding that bio and like what do I get to assume about this person from this bit of information they're sharing? Yeah. yeah. You know what? Wait, Jack. I actually have a quick question for you. So uh, sure. you um you are so like uh passionate about your creative work. Like you are always writing something new, filming something new, recording something new. Have any of your exes, and feel free to not answer if you don't want to, but have any of your exes uh, ever been like, what, what What? are you doing? What is this? What is this extra uh, stuff? What is this crap? Like, did they ever crap? like... Of course, <laughs> yes. Which is why it's something that's so 
important to me. And I lead with it. I used to hide it in like, like I, because, you know, I, my day job is as an attorney. So I'd lead with that and then sort of like work in the other stuff. Um, so I, I do the opposite now because I want to make sure that the person is like totally into it. I share my stuff super early. Here's, here's my Instagram so you can see everything that's there. Like I do it really yeah. early. And, and so the first boyfriend, I wasn't doing any of this at that time. So it doesn't apply. The second boyfriend, I'm sort of just starting. But I remember very early, I'm the, the homosexual who learns every music video choreography because I just love it. And I remember doing it at a party once and I just remember him like not being able to look at me. Just being like, this is embar- I'm embarrassed by this. Wait, at a party as in like you're doing it? Uh... Yeah, like like a song came on. I was like, oh, I know this routine. And it was like a party like with friends or whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. And I started like doing a little, like like showing off a little bit of like the thing. I wasn't like taking full space, but I was like, doing- but I sure. remember him like just like looking like, I can't look at this. This oh, is, wow. I'm embarrassed for you. Okay. Uh, um. And then the third one, he was kind of supportive, but extremely intimidated. And in fact, the thing that that I always remember from that relationship, besides my night in jail, was um, uh, him saying to me, I I don't want you to be successful because I don't know what that means for me. Wow. Oh, my God. I will never forget that. that I will never forget that. I'm you know what? I, Follow-up question to this, and we can No, I'm really, I'm really into this conversation. Um, and feel free to cut if we have to. But no, 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 um, I um would like to know: Have either of you ever had uh, someone that you were dating or seeing or whatever, and they didn't like the fact that you might or were going to play a role that involved you being romantic with another male actor? Um, my ex-boyfriend was trying to campaign for me to be, um, um, group fucked by his friends. So, no. Hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's a great guy. I mean, no, and you know what? No, wait, 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 wait. That was the pit. That was just me being a smart ass. If, if you are a consenting, I just want to be clear about this. If yeah. you are, because we sex shame so much. If you are a consenting adult, you like that. They like that. Everyone involved in likes that. And you're having a great time. Enjoy yourself. No criticism yeah. if you're all involved. Yeah. If you're all happy to do so. So I just want to be clear. We we do, we we throw, and I just did it. We just throw off these comments that are kind of sex shaming because they're funny. And I just want to make sure we're very sex positive. No, I think you're just also so answering yeah. the question too. Sure. You're, sure. Yeah, that made sense. Um, and then for me, I don't know if I ever had like a, the, I've only actually had two people that I called boyfriends while we were dating. I've also dated other people for like an extended amount of months, but like the label and stuff was ambiguous. But um, I did have a boyfriend break up with me because I was definitely going for this career. Uh, Mm. I actually visited New York for the first time and uh, called him from New York to tell him how much fun I was having. And he got sad on the phone with me. And he's Mm. like, I can't go to that city with you. I can't like that's not me. It's not my life. And he broke up with me because he knew that that's what I needed to be happy. But that's not really jealousy over like boys that I'm kissing on screen or whatever. That's like a your career is your priority and it's not me. I'm remembering that recent the recent ex. He was tr- he was actually trying to get me to get my co-star love interest from history to like Whoa. for them to sleep together. Wow. Like he wanted me oh, to like wow. bring him home. Yeah, no, he he. There's he like a power dynamic thing there that's a there little scary. There was a lot of power dynamic for the stuff with him that was a little scary and also arousing. Mm. Well, on that note, where um, I don't know what that turned into. It was um, fun. We it talked. was fun, and it was yeah. certainly like, interesting. Q&A, like really into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we've all shared our flags. We've shared our flags about other people. We're making um, ourselves increasingly undateable. No, I'm just we, kidding. If you can't flag other people, how the hell are you going to flag yourself? 
I think you gotta say that the other way around. Maybe. Uh, if you can't flag yourself, that's right. right. If you can't flag yourself, how the hell are you going to flag someone else? Yeah. Um, thank you very much, Brandon, for joining us. Where can people find you? What's coming next from you? What's What's the hit sitcom you're going to be on next? Uh, well, um, fingers crossed that my scenes are kept, uh, but I should be in season two of The Other Two, which was on Comedy Central, now going to HBO Max. Um, mm. Season one is up there, but we filmed before the pandemic my scenes, so I don't know what's going to stay for season two, but Fingers crossed uh, it'll be on HBO Max, the other two, season two. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Brandon. We will see you soon. And uh, we'll be right back after this break to give some love and light or pick a fight. Thank you, guys. Before we leave, we always like to leave you uh, by either spreading love and light or picking a fight. JJ, what are we doing today? Today, I'm going to pick a fight. Oh. It's not too Colin, like you. heavy, heavy, but it's real. I'm going to pick a... F- and it's it's also situational. I'm going to pick a fight with lube right now. Okay. Because I spilled a bottle on my floor. I, I dropped one and I spilled a bottle two months ago. Yeah. And I still cannot goddamn walk through my bedroom. Yep. It's... It's I I don't know. You Google what to do, and there's not there's not really hope for dish soap on the on the floor. I don't know. I'm just still annoyed. It's still what irked me today, and so that's what I'm picking a fight with. I lube. Thank you so much for all of the things that you do for us. A lot of good things, but what the fuck? Giveth it, taketh away. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times um, some dude during sex like doesn't put the cap back on mm-hmm. and just lays it on the side of and then after we're done I notice that it is leaked out onto the onto bed onto the bed and then it soaks into the mattress and then for the next six bed sheet changes it like you still get permeates. the little puddle there because mm-hmm. it permeates yeah real annoying yeah um, or like I don't know how, but you don't want a quick drying lube you don't want a quick drying lube that's also a, an evil torturous thing oh, oh but what like how did there needs to be some solution like, we've been having sex since the dawn of time. Like, like, if you could apply extreme heat to it, like, if you put a blow dryer on it, it or should be able if, to just... Yeah, if everyone's bedroom just had some kind of, like, hand-drying station, just because right now, I don't know. I'm, 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 like, an OSHA eye-washing station as some, well? Yes, but what if it was just the norm? Like, just as normal as having a microwave. Like, everyone just had their lube removal station that, you know, you just kind of rolled with. I guess it depends on how much lube... Not everyone uses lube that much, but hey... I hate like trying to grab the door. Wouldn't you be intimidated to go to someone's apartment and they just have like an installation of like a lube dispenser? I think I would be like to the wall, like like a hand, yeah, like a like a hand, uh, like a Dyson hand hand dryer, or and then a hand dryer, and it's just like just ready, just on the wall, and then there it is. Wouldn't you be like, you do this too much? I'm like, you're a professional, professional, which they might be, which would be cool. I'd, I'd, you know, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd be more impressed. But that's that's you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pick a fight with lube, I'm not gonna pick a fight with any ideas to help me with this fight. Well, I'm gonna pick a fight with a person, <gasps> with a celebrity. Oh no! I'm picking a fight with Bo and Yang. Uh oh. What? How? And why? I'm a fight with Bo and Yang. Uh oh. Bowen. Bowen Yang. I do not know him personally. Mm-mm. I very well could have. Uh, Bo and Yang. 
was recently on uh, a podcast that I listened to mm-hmm. talking about um, just how hard it is for him to date in New York yeah. and how he can't get people who are interested and he can't make things happen. Mm-hmm. And the entire time I'm listening to this podcast, I am my anger level is, is growing and I'm getting hotter and hotter mm-hmm. because I matched with Bo and Yang <laughs> on a dating app and mm-hmm. we talked for a bit and he just stopped yeah. answering. <laughs> it was, hey, hi, how are you? Good. Wow. What's your day like? Great. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, so I'm like, okay, he just, he swiped on me. It wasn't interesting to me, whatever. I have been on three dates with three people who have the same story. Whoa. Bowen, we all want to date you. Respond to our messages. Wow. Picking a fight and then ending <laughs> also saying, come on, come through. Well, let's have makeup set. Oh, wow. Ooh. He's, he's, he's as cute as he is. He's also so incredibly talented, which makes him. Oh, I know. For sure. I get talent bonus. That's why I gasped at the thought of picking a fight with him because he is really cool. Well, he's an enemy of the podcast and we will never speak of him again. (laughs) Goodbye. Uh, Unless you want to be on the podcast and then uh, we'll (laughs) talk about it and do it in the segment. Um, So that's the end of Dying Alone Together. Don't forget to leave us a five star rating wherever you are listening to us and an equally glowing review to help us reach more listeners. If you'd like to be featured on Dying Alone Together, you can follow us on Instagram at dying alone podcast and that's where you can dm us your stories um, that we're going to either litigate or feature or comment on you can also ask us any questions on dating etiquette or or anything you want us to rant about um and by rant i mean me um you can also follow me at jack tracy official and me at jj bozeman Dying Alone Together is produced by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more content from Necessary Outlet at our YouTube page and on NecessaryOutlet.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. 